Oh, look. That little Latin boy in drag is crying. Find out why that little Latin boy in drag is crying. Oh, come on. I know what you want. You know what you career girls want? Careers? Same thing as every girl wants. Oh, no, no, no. Please don't do this. Please, no. Your daddy's so sugar. Please, no. Please, no. When a lady says no, she means... <clears throat> Get your hand off my dick, buddy! <laughs> Hello, hello, I'm Katie, and welcome to Retromade, your pop culture rewind. Today, we're going to travel back to September of 1995, which is actually the latest or the most current movie we've covered to date. So it'll be a little different. We're going to be discussing a twist on an American road trip comedy with one of the longest movie titles in history. Too long. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. And as always, we'll touch on some other happenings of the time. And today I am thrilled to have Sunny and Brandy from Book of Lies, the podcast, <laughs> here with me today. Did I get that inflection right, you guys? I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Katie. Come on. Yes, it was great. <laughs> Ladies, thank you so much for joining me. Tell us about your show. Oh, we have a podcast. Book of Life podcast. It's a uh, true crime, scam, fraud, lies, cheaters, thieves type of genre. Yeah. Uh, I feel like what we've been doing it for almost it'll be five years next year. Oh, really? Really? Five? It'll be 2024 next year. Wow. Oh my gosh. Day. I'm old. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Me and her, we do a podcast. It's a good time. Sometimes we like to have cocktails, but then we learn, hey, we shouldn't have two cocktails. That's what we've learned <laughs> in the past almost five years. <laughs> I love it. Cocktails are fun, though. So, you know. They are. I agree. I, You guys are like, that's when I reached out. I'm like, these girls are my kind of people. I like them. Thank you. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, we'll. So everybody, it is super fun. Their their personalities really shine too. And you guys are sisters, is that right? Yes, we are. Yes, we that's are. super fun. Super so, fun. But yeah, check out she's Book of the Lies. Older one. I am. I love that you wanted to make sure that that was known. Well, <laughs> so we have a few listener emails before we open the time capsule. So I'll share some of those. There's some really well thought out ones. So, and I'll get your, get you guys input on those. Zoe Richardson, you guys have guests on his show, right? Yes. Yes. So we've guested before together and then we did, I'm going to get you sucker, right? I believe that the movie I'm going to get. I've you never sucka. seen that one. What? It's amazing. It's, it's really okay. kind of, it's a way in film. Oh, um, yeah. It came out okay. in like 1988. Oh, in okay. So it's, I feel like it kind of still stands up. It's a, a great movie. It's hilarious. It, and there's, yeah, there's one part, especially that holds up now with the chick with the fake, shocking. all the fake body parts, fake hair, oh. fake butt, <laughs> fake, fake, just fake legs. That, fake, yeah, that reminds me of a Tupac song. <laughs> but anyways, so Zoe, I've guessed it on his show and he's guessed on my show. And so he submitted. So on my show, I, a lot of times I like talk to the audience and I'll request feedback for stuff. I was asking in the North and South episode, did you guys ever see North and South? Did you watch it in school? It was a mini series from like 1985, like history class, like Civil War. 
era. It sounds familiar, but I, if I did, it's a blur, and I really okay. don't think I did. <laughs> well, Patrick Swayze's in it, and that's why we, that's why I covered. Okay. Um, and I remember watching it in school. So, in that episode, there's, or in that show, there's a love scene, and we've covered a lot of love scenes that Patrick Swayze has done, and so it occurred to me he's really good at like sex scenes. <laughs> so I, I deemed him like the king of of love scenes so okay. i inquired if, if anybody else I was like is there somebody better so he says uh the second part of this letter addresses the leading male love interest character that is do i believe that swayze is the greatest on-screen male love interest actor of all time to be honest i never thought of him that way i've seen some of the most popular movies that cast him as this great lover like the aforementioned ghost and other movies like roadhouse or dirty dancing roadhouse. Oh, so good. Oh, my God. You'll have to listen to my episode on it. I will. (laughs) And never quite connected the dots. He says, I'm not really into romances or soap operas. I don't really watch romantic comedies anymore, so I'm not a really good judge of this sort of thing. However, if I think really hard about it, then when I think of the greatest male film love interest actor, it has to be Billy D. Williams. And this is based entirely on just two films that I may only partially I may have only partially seen Lady Sings the Blues and Mahogany. I've actually not seen either one of those, so I can't. I'm sorry, though. He says it wasn't just movies, though. It was his whole reputation. He was that easygoing, debonair chick magnet, both in real life and larger than life. Outside of Star Wars, my main exposure to Billy D was through his Colt 45 commercials, where he was just oozing, what do you call it? I guess I'd have to say sex appeal. Plus, my mom, my aunties, and my cousins all just seemed to swoon over him when he showed up on screen. He was always he always spoke with that smooth, silky voice whenever he talked to women. That was basically how he was introduced in Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back uh, as a suave ladies' man. His first words to Leia were, hello. What have we here in the smoothest voice than a man might muster? After that, I'd have to go with Richard Gere. He has a similar charisma and charm, and I'm judging him mainly from the movie uh, movies, an officer and a gentleman, breathless and pretty woman. What do you guys think? I feel like, like Billy Dee Williams in the and him being around like black because he's you know, like, oh Billy D. like you know, and then him seeing mm. that, and then that like a being, Denzel type, yes, like similar, oh. yeah, but, but Billy D. but from the seventies, yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. With I don't that. see the Billy D. Maybe it's because I've only seen him as like an older person. Right. Yeah. I don't see the, I'm not seeing it. But thank you for the email, Zoe. I hear what you're saying. And I guess what I was specifically referring to was Patrick in a sex scene, like having sex <laughs> in a movie. <laughs> like he's really good at it. Like he's, he's like very, like, I am always like, oh, I want to be that lady right there, you know? <laughs> I feel that's like the I first kind of, movie funny. I saw Patrick Swayze in was Dirty Dancing. And it was just like, oh, my goodness. Like, Probably, yeah. Like, for me, yeah, well, it was just like. He's nice to look at, right? I mean, and, well, so there was, so both, there's a sex scene in both uh, Dirty Dancing and Roadhouse that is set to Otis Redding music. And so I'm like, oh my God, like it just is. Yeah. Yeah. Great production. Great production. <laughs> yeah. That right. So music. The, yeah. It's, it does set the mood. Okay. 
So there's another one from the North and South episode. And this, this email is from Andreas. He says, hello, Retromade. So I figured I better move on from just YouTube and Facebook comments and send a proper email. I really enjoyed the episode on North and South. This series means a lot to me in terms of nostalgia, but also because I think it contains some of Patrick's best acting. For some reason, it doesn't usually come up when people are talking about him. Oh, great. I suspect because a mini series usually doesn't rank as high as a motion picture. But like you said on your podcast, the episodes are examples of great drama. Everyone gives a believable performance, especially the main cast. I also look back on North and South with some fond memories. It was a show my entire family gathered around the TV and discussed characters at length. We didn't watch it when it came out. Probably we saw reruns four or five years later, or maybe it premiered later here in Europe. Yeah, I think he's like maybe in Scandinavia somewhere. So it's very interesting that they watched a miniseries about the American Civil War, right? Yeah. Maybe for history. Yeah. Like you learn about, yeah. you should be yeah. learning about like other countries' <laughs> history, right? I mean, oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, Europe does it way better. Like, we're, every, I feel like all the other countries know American history better than we do, right? Badly. Yeah. Because we're the newest yeah. country. So, yeah, but also we're very like ethnocentric, you know? In America. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, so we feel like the world revolves around us. Yeah. You know? I just so came he- across that word, uh, a work, like a workplace oh. video. Really? Really? Yeah. I like, actually know what the real definition is on the uh-huh. word. Yes. You're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So... Andreas goes on to say, I remember that being the case with feature films anyway. We usually got to see those a couple of months later than in the States. I fully share your thoughts about the themes you touched on upon your comments on humans always repeating their mistakes and destroying beautiful, long-lasting things on count of greed, etc. This is why I fear we will never solve the climate crisis, but that's a different conversation. Totally agree. I went on like a whole rant about how we're just awful as humans. Like we just never seem to get with the program, right? Right. right. In any case, North and South, both, ser- both series and novel does a great job in presenting the complexity of war and not just the American Civil War, but like MASH and other great television series. It could be used to comment on all wars and the fact that not everything is good versus evil. For the most part, you'll find good and evil on both sides of the conflict. I usually hate nitpicking, but I feel like I have to mention the character of Constance Flynn, later Hazard, wasn't a Southerner. She was Irish Catholic. And I'd like to add that Wendy Kilborn, who portrayed her, is stunningly beautiful. Why she never climbed the list of Hollywood beauties like Charlize Theron or Halle Berry is beyond me. Just on this point, thank you for pointing that out. I realize that the way that I was talking, I go the way that I talk, I'm a little all over the place. So when I was talking about the cast, there were a few British people that were playing Southerners. And I think I may have eluded to the fact that I thought she was British. I didn't mean for it to come across that way. So apologies. I knew that she wasn't British. Now, I would like to point out that obviously Wendy Kilborn, based on her name, that she is likely, her heritage is probably Irish Catholic, but she was born in America. I don't know if people know that, but she was born in America. And she was, she married George Hazard who was Pennsylvania. So they were from the North. Anyway, thank you for pointing that out. And then he says, regarding the challenge, you may be right. I can't think of a single candidate to rival Swayze. Fascinating. Well, those are my thoughts. Thanks for all your hard work in creating such a fun and personal podcast. Sincerely, Andreas. Thank you so much for your email. Keep them coming, guys. 
You guys have any any additional thoughts? You you haven't seen North and South, so probably not. I don't. I if I saw it, it was a long time ago and don't remember it. It was in the eighties and it was a miniseries, so yeah, probably didn't watch it. Okay, there's one final email before we get into the time capsule, and this I think is regarding my last my last podcast and. Let's see, which one was that? And we were talking about how, you know how like people from other countries when they, they, they have an accent, but when they sing, they don't, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. that phenomenon. And yeah. so we were like, why, why is that? So Zoe sent an email about that. Also, I inquired about, I had never seen Thundar, the barbarian. Mm -hmm. Have you guys seen that? Yes. You have? So Zoe has too. I was like, I've never seen that. So he <laughs> says... You ain't seen Thundar the Barbarian? Man, that was the stuff back in the day. Thundar was a post-apocalyptic fantasy show that shamelessly stole elements from Star Wars and Conan. <laughs> Thunder, Thundar was an amalgamation of Conan, Luke Skywalker, and Han Solo. He carried a lightsaber that he called the Sun Sword. Princess Ariel was a combo of Princess Leia and Obi-Wan Kenobi. And Ukla the Mok, Mook, Mok was Chewbacca. Bolsos have never seen Star Wars. <laughs> they would go about a ruined future Earth fighting evil sorcerers, and it was glorious. If you can find it on YouTube, you should check it out. I might. And then he says, speaking of which I came across, he shares this YouTube video, which I watched. Um, this totally by coincidence. It's an explanation uh, about why Brits and everyone else sing in American accents. The short answer is that it's because they're singing American music yep. and the American accent sounds better with American music. I did watch the video and there's some good points. However, I'm not completely sold. The point was like, like we, if we sang opera or Broadway, it sounds different. There's more, there's a different accent there. Mm -hmm. But I guess I just don't really buy that explanation. Like I hear it, but what about the British invasion? Like they weren't necessarily singing American music. It was just rock from wherever. I I feel like you know? they, I mean, they didn't have accent singing, but they kind of had a certain sound. The Beatles? Okay. The Beatles. They sound British. Yeah, like they have a so certain sound. So in, in the UK, when what are they singing, listening right? to on the radio? What are they listening to? Like when he's like singing American music, oh. like different music over there that they're listening to is like a different style and presentation of the music. Just like with Caribbean music, they have an accent. Like, yeah. You know, you could hear it and, and that. So you're like, okay, this is reggae. That's true. You know, so That's true. Do they have a different genre over there? Brit rock? <laughs> but it's, but the, the guy in the video was like, it's like they're imitating the way that we speak, but it can't do that without trying. You know what I mean? It's like if I try to do an accent, but if you sing, I just feel like that would be really massively hard to sing and try and put on an accent. It seems to come off naturally. Like Adele, right? You know, like. Yeah. She... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I hear it. And thank you for that contribution, Zoe. Uh, I still want more people to help me out with that. I, I feel like there's got to be more to it. Than and that. Sharon said, because American, they, they listen to, you know, American music. So they sing okay. in the American exit because they're singing, when they're singing the American songs, they're singing the song the way it's sung. So they also, when they make their music, they sing it that way as well. That's more or less what the video was saying, too. I just feel like that's hard. If that's not the way you speak, how does that naturally come out when you sing, you know? If you're, li like, if you're different, used to singing the yeah. word, you know how 
Oh, if you're used to singing yeah. words, you're mimicking it. You're mimicking then, it. Right? Well, you're sing. If I learn it this way, that's how I'm going to sing it. Sure. Right. That's I'm not going to okay. change it because that's how I speak. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay, I can kind of see that. Like country music, okay. I would sing it in a country accent. I'm not, I'm not going to sing it in a California accent because I listen to country music and I sing it the way country singers sing it because that's how I learned it. You know what I mean? Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why my brain got stuck on <laughs> you have to try to do an accent. Anyway, yeah, that kind of makes sense. All right. <laughs> awesome. Let's thank you for the email input, everyone. And if you would like your email to be read on the next episode, please send me an email, retromadepodcast at gmail.com. Let's open the time capsule from September of 1995. Those, um, like in junior high school, I think. I think we're all probably about the same age. Sunny's probably the baby. I turned 15 like, in, 19, in September of 1995. I turned 15. My birthday is on September. I was in middle school as well. So the popular, these are fun because usually we're in the 80s. And so this is the first time. So the, the according to Nielsen ratings, the popular TV from the 95 to 96 season, we have ER, mm-hmm. Seinfeld, Friends. This is the first time those have come up. Were you guys friends, people? So, I love Friends. But I didn't start watching Friends until I got into college, which was, okay, like, 2000. So, uh, like, me and my best friend, like, bonded over Friends. I, like, watched the box set, and I was still able to, like, watch episodes on TV, but I am, like, I'm not going to but I'm not going to say I'm the number one friend because I know all of <laughs> trivia and all the quotes and yeah. all the things but friends is my jam r.i.p <laughs> perry but i love i love i also have like the like the trivial pursuit friends version <laughs> it's i i feel like we could play the friends trivial pursuit because i'm the same like i feel like it, I but i haven't watched you. an episode in a while um do you guys remember caroline in the city yes with um thompson and paul reiser Leah, yes mm-hmm. i don't was paul reiser in it mm-hmm. he was he was so her that, husband that's mad about you oh what okay yeah i just knew yeah okay well leah thompson i knew that <laughs> yes and so this was it this is the premiere season for that and it was also in the top ratings the single guy which was like a short-lived it didn't last very long. I'm, it was like the dark-haired guy. Uh, I'm forgetting his name right now. Anyway, I don't know if very many people remember that, but Home Improvement, which I'm sure everyone remembers that, Tim the Toolman Taylor. I feel like I watched that a lot after, like after school. I feel like those reruns were on. They had ATT. That's ATT. Yeah. It's like the middle son, you know, with his hair, like the best. With the hair, with the hair. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was on all like the Tiger Beat magazines and stuff. You should have seen Brandy's wall. You should have seen her wall in her room. And it all, he like... wasn't on there. Yeah, he wasn't on mine either. Who was on your wall, Brandy? Do you have all the Tiger I had, Beat stuff? Yeah, I had DiCaprio, <laughs> Mike Bitar, um, Edward Furlong. Oh, very 90s. Yes. A few other stragglers that like, you know. Um... Vinsawa? Devin oh, Sawa. that seems very nineties. Um, Devin Sawa didn't make it on my wall. By he might have been on by my the time wall. he got became popular, I took my the wall down. I took all the posters down. 
but mm-hmm. you got too big. big I was for just that. like, oh, <laughs> I want clean walls now. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. Um, let's see. What are some other? Oh, NYPD Blue. That was a big one. Frasier. And I, I, I never watched Frasier when it was on. I'll catch a few episodes here and there. My co-host on the Rocky Show loves Frasier, and he likes the new version. I haven't seen it, but there's a new version of Frasier. Yeah, yeah like a, a new, reboot, a new series, oh. a reboot or whatever. Oh. Yeah, like everything. Yeah, yeah, because we can't Grace make original under- content. Or no, we cannot make that's we cannot we cannot. It, it's a problem. Did you guys ever watch Grace Under Fire with Brett Butler? My mom watched that. I watched it with my mom. Yeah, exactly. Your mom watched. It. I kind of liked that for some reason. And then Coach, Craig T. Nelson. I loved Coach. Yes, yes. Um, yes. like the dummy, the the tall blonde dumb guy. What's his name? Bugging me now. The nanny, you guys. The nanny. The nanny. She was working in a bridal shop in Flushing, Queens, till her boyfriend kicked her out in one of those crushing scenes. What was she to do? Where was she to go? She was out on her fanny. So over the bridge from Flushing to the Sheffield's door, she was there to sell makeup for the father some more. She had style, she had class, she was there. That's how she became the nanny. Who would have guessed that the girl we described? It's one of my favorite shows, like Golden Girls, Friends, The Nanny. Mm-hmm. I love it. Did you guys like the nanny? I love Fran Drescher. A lot of people don't like her voice, but I adore her. I still watch it like it late was at a night show. when it's on like TBS. <laughs> yeah, same. I'll like fall asleep. I need something to fall asleep to. And yeah. Fall asleep to friends. Like I was yep. definitely more friends, Golden Girls. But like kind of whenever her mom was watching, like she was watching ER uh, and white mm-hmm. people like we were watching as well. Yeah. So because in the day we didn't have TVs and cable in all the rooms. <laughs> Yes, or devices, phones, or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, um, I just love um, Fran Drescher and the nanny. She was such a style icon, like all her outfit. Like she's a nanny, but she's buying like designer clothes all the yeah. time. It was kind of crazy. Because, you know, she got put out by her rich. She was a makeup artist. Beyonce or whatever. Or a hairdresser. Or yeah. Fancy. Right? Yeah. 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 And then Roseanne was the last one of the top, top. Uh, ratings i also this is one i'll still watch now i it's really good i know she's lost her mind i don't know what happened yeah (laughs) she's lost her mind but back in the day that show was really good yeah darlene was always my favorite character really i loved darlene (laughs) i like aunt jackie i don't know somehow i like relate to her really (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah i like aunt jackie yeah. So then there's some notable finales and premieres that weren't necessarily in the top ratings. Um, Matlock. I feel like there's a new version of that. I wouldn't like be surprised another reboot that they're doing. Yeah. That would not surprise me. That wouldn't surprise me. They're everything they're redoing. The John Stewart show, which was on MTV, and mm-hmm. I didn't know this existed. Um, but this was like it was before the days of the Daily Show. He had a show on MTV, and this was the finale. I love john stewart like i want him to be our president i love him is he, so is much. he trying maybe no but i think candidate. he should i think he should he's freaking fantastic and blossom you guys remember blossom with maya Bialik? yeah she loved Blossom. i loved i loved joey lawrence joey lawrence yeah <laughs> was he on your wall 
Was he on your wall? Um, there was like one or two pictures of him. He mm-hmm. was. He was. He had a mullet, like he had that long hair, and it was like a it was like a cute mullet though. It wasn't like yeah, super short. I wouldn't even you know. I don't even know if I would have classified it as a mullet, but it is probably you're yeah. right. But yeah, boys had hair back then. I mean, they had hair now, but it was but, the know. like the long, yeah. like in the front, like the flappy. Yeah, they don't comb it for like mm-hmm. now they comb it forward and it looks really ridiculous, like it's covering their yeah. face. Before they, it was back, so we could see their whole face. <laughs> 90s hair for sure. 90s uh, boy Star hair. Search. This is the last year Star for Star Search. Search. Was it really? Yeah. I yeah. didn't. I think we watched Star I Search. I think a lot 90s. of people got fun there started on Bang. Star Search. Yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure. Agre- yeah. Wasn't Beyonce oh. and like Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears on Star Search? Justin I feel like they really all were. was on Star Search. They were. I thought I thought they got famous from like the Mickey Mouse Club or something. I think they yeah. totally got onto the Mickey got, Mouse oh, Club. Oh, yeah. They were little on Star Search, though. Like, little, little. Like, okay. Five Tiny and kids. six and seven, you know? Mickey Dang. Mouse Club, they were tweens. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Then also endings, Empty Nest, which was the Golden Girls. I loved that show. Me too. I, really I like Dreyfus. Show. Yeah. The dog. The dog. <laughs> Big shocker. Full House ended in 95. It did it. Then they came back. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys watch back. the reboot at all? My my oldest did. She liked um, I like watched a few episodes, um, but my oldest really, really liked the reboot. And so I would just It's watch all right. It. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did you guys watch my so-called life? Yes. On MTV. One season. Jordan Catalano. One season. Yeah. One it was so it good. Really was. <laughs> it was really good. Was it Jared Leto and Claire Danes, right? Yes. Yes. And, and that was AJ back Langer. when Jared Leto was was AJ Langer, her. Yeah. Yeah. She was so I she was the coolest. But I don't know. I still ha- I'm like talking about somebody on my wall. I had Jared Leto as Jordan Catalano mm-hmm. on my wall. Like he was H O T. He's kind of weird now, but he was <laughs> back in the day. Do you guys remember the show Models Inc? Yes. Garcelle Bollet was on there. Yeah. Yes, she oh was. Gosh. Linda Gray. It is a ridiculous show. I think it was like a spinoff of one of those other Aaron Spellings. I want to say Spelling. not Melrose It was Place, Melrose Place. Maybe. Maybe. It was yeah. Melrose Place, Melrose Models Inc. Because I, I was into that. I was like, let's go. Beverly Hills 90210, Models Inc. That, I think that, that started my addiction for The Real Housewives. Oh, Models I Inc. Can see that I started wearing brown Aaron lipstick Spelling because Con. of Models Inc. <laughs> I I had this upset like the '90s were the era of the supermodel, and it was very unhealthy for yes. you know people our age trying to be like 22 inch waist. How's that possible? What I you know because like I had the magazine Seventeen, and it showed the models and all of their measurements and stuff. And yes, oh, weird. Yeah, I That's was like obsessed healthy. with like models and thinking that I should look like that, and I didn't. <laughs> So, you know, but I loved it. I had a weird obsession with models. Yeah, Models Inc. was so I liked was it. A, was a show. I liked it. I mean, mm-hmm. what's, what was Tyra Banks' show, America's Next Top Model? I used to watch all the seasons, and I, I thought that show was great. But I was like, oh, I'm just half an inch too short because I'm like five, six and a half. And I saw the mm. models have to be like, okay. oh, why do you storm? Yeah, it- like, 
No, I mean, I'm not tall enough. I mean, there's a lot of reasons, but but yeah, I, (laughs) then there were also, so 95, I feel like this is really interesting on MTV, two shows that ended both headbangers ball and yo MTV raps. I feel like this is, this is the beginning of the end of music videos being played on MTV. Right. And then it's just all reality, reality shows. Mm -hmm. How'd they do this real to us? World, oh my gosh. Road rules. <laughs> and then a bunch of other crap that started coming on there. And the challenges came out. Yeah. I think that maybe that's what, why we were so into really the real house. Because just seeing yeah. like real, real life situation, some producers behind there like making drama and content and getting into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back when it was real reality, pseudo, you know, what, yeah. Yeah, when they had mm-hmm. characters like Puck. Yeah. <laughs> God. Speaking of road rules, this was its premiere season. So, yeah, they're like out with MTV raps, in with road rules. Mm-hmm. Interesting. hmm Also singled out on MTV. Yes. This was its premiere show. You guys. I watched it. I remember thinking it was so great, but... This summer, I got together with some girls I went to high school with, and just we, you know, we're just like reminiscing about, and we're like, let's find an episode and watch it. It's freaking awful. It's horrible. It is. It's terrible. And the categories, like but, they, they'd be like, oh, do you like blonde to brunette? They'd like uh, eliminate a whole group of women by hair color. Yeah. <laughs> like <Yep>. what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the dumbest, the dumbest things. But that's how Jenny McCarthy got famous. I yeah, think. Jenny McCarthy. That was her. her- her first mm-hmm. yeah and then after she left carmen electra oh that's right okay mm-hmm. just the brunette version right yeah yeah basically <laughs> pretty much some other premieres are were uh jag sybil the naked truth that taylor leone show i watched that that one was about show. a tabloid right yeah 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 I like her, and I watched that, too. The Drew Carey Show, which ended up being kind of a big deal. Loved that show, too. And News I Radio. Drew Carey. Yeah. Yeah. I thought News Radio was a really smart show. I liked that also. Yeah. And yeah, Phil Hartman died. Yeah. Uh, Bad TV. I don't really... I thought that was long before, but did it was like the SNL Ooh. knockoff. I liked it better than that? SNL, to be honest. I yeah. did, too. <laughs> That's I well, too. Stewart and you know Stewart Miss Small Swan. Yeah. Lifters are dirty people with dirty hands. That's right. Now you go take that off. We're marching right back to Marshalls to return it. Go on, let's go. Come on, Stuart, let's go. Let's... I wanna wear it. No, home. Stuart, no, come on. We're gonna we gotta go. Stuart, that stoop does not belong to you. Now you go take that off. Stuart, I want you to take that off before you get your go-go all over it. <laughs> Look what I can do. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I oh, it was so good. A lot of people, that, that show was hilarious. Don't get me wrong, it was like weird and it was just like, it launched it a was, lot of careers too. Bobby Lee was on there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Jim Carrey. Weren't some of the weigh-ins? They, they were on In Living Color. Oh, I forgot. That's, that's the show Jim Carrey was on. That's and, the Jim Carrey and, one. Mad TV. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking, yep, you're right. I forgot about In Living Heather. 
Mad TV. Mad TV was um, Lamar, Deborah Wilson, Michael McDonald. Uh, mm-hmm. What's her name? Nicole Sullivan. Nicole Sullivan, yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, what was, who played uh, Miss Swan? What, what is her name? Oh my gosh, she's in a lot of stuff right now too. Yeah, she is. I'm I'm blanking on her name, but I that was a really solid show. Mm-hmm. And it didn't yeah. last very long then, apparently. They brought on a bunch of, you know how they do? New seasons come out and they bring in new, mm-hmm. new cast mates and then you just. Yeah, <laughs> it goes downhill fast. Yeah, yeah. And then a little network. Do you guys remember the WB? It debuted in 95. Yes, WB. That frog. Michigan J. Frog. Oh, you even remember the name, dang. Michigan J. Frog. So some of the shows that came out on it in 95 were Pinky and the Brain, The Wayans Brothers, and Sister, Sister. I watched all of them. Same, same girl. Yes, yes. I like Pinky and the Brain. What are we going to do? Brain. I'm sorry. I got it back. But, yeah. And it wasn't like, was Tiny Toon Adventures on that to like, because I yeah, Tiny Toon was on. Oh, I'm confusing them all. But, gosh, you have such a good Animaniacs brain. was on W. The Animaniacs. Yeah. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah. Do you guys watch Sister Sister with Tia and Tamara? Yep. The twins? Of course. Did you watch it enough to know which one was which? Yeah. Yeah. One of them had a yeah, mole yeah. here. One of them had a mole there. Like they had like different mole placements. Oh, they did. I thought. At any rate, it took me a while, but after a while, I was like, "Oh, I know that one. I don't know which one's that one's now, Tia. But... That one's Tamara. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on to music, you guys. Billboards. There are some really good ones. This is like our era. I feel like I I remember this better than some of the '80s stuff when I was a wee a wee little one, <laughs> a wee baby. <laughs> so <laughs> September, the week. So this is a very specific week. The top ten from September eighth, ninety five. Gangsta's Paradise is the number one song. Oh, oh my god! Higher learning. Yeah, that, Dangerous Minds. Yeah, Dangerous, Dangerous Minds. Minds with Michelle Pfeiffer, right? Yes, that was. Yes. Just huge. It's actually, I haven't seen it in a while, but I remember it being pretty good. Also, I learned literally this week when I was putting this together that the artist is Coolio featuring LV. Oh, who's mm-hmm. LV? Who is LV? I don't know who that is. Some crooner who knows how to sing, you know. The hook knows how to sing a hook. R.I.P. Then the number man. Like, uh, yeah, God, oh, gosh, yeah. People just... Oh my God, there's going to be a lot of R.I.P.s. I feel like. Oh gosh, terrible. Uh, Michael Jackson. Speaking of which, he had the number two song with "You Are Not Alone." Do not like that song. <laughs> <laughs> and also number three, "Hate," "Kiss from a Rose" by Seal. Seal. <laughs> oh my god it was just all over the place and i don't like oh, yeah, it that was from batman forever right yeah i don't never I, i'm just not a steel fan i, I feel like they play it. his songs out like they're first like hey this is a nice jam but then it's just like continuous continuous and you're like seal i'm kind of sticky man <laughs> yeah 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 I'm kind of sticky. but that's what it is <laughs> yeah i think that's probably right and then I don't know if you guys heard of this little tune, Waterfalls. 
by TLC. Oh, yes. You guys, this album. I had that one. Was that the Crazy Sexy Club? Red Light District? Oh, Crazy Sexy Club. Yeah. That album. But the Red, Red Light I think special. Red Light Special was on that. I mean, that's and one. Creep. That's one of the. That album is one where you don't have to skip any. Speech. Yeah. They're all good. Yeah. They're all bangers. 100%. Yep. R.I.P. Left Eye. R.I.P. And then, remember Boombastic by Shaggy? It was the number five song. Oh, Shaggy. Now, speaking of the accents, he actually still has an accent when he sings. So, yeah. Where is he from? Like, uh, he, he's island. Jamaican. I want to say, Jamaican? I want to say Jamaica, Bahamas, somewhere like that. He, like an island. Yeah. You know. I feel like Shaggy's from there. Probably. Yeah. One of those. I feel like that's right. And then All for Ones, I Can Love You Like That is number six. Cool. I used so to good. love that song. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you've, like, triggered my heart. That's like, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know what kind of memory that that I went through in that song. But, like, I just feel so warm and gooey on the inside right now because you mentioned that song. <laughs> that song. Does it remind nerves. you of a boy? Like a certain boy or something? I have no idea. Maybe. I have no clue. I'm just hearing the song playing in my head right now. It's mm-hmm. really nice. can't stand that song. You don't, it, th- is annoying. that your seal? <laughs> yeah. It's just an annoying song. Like, uh, yeah, I think it's one of those ones album. that they play. And you know how they used to have like every weekend or every night they would do like the top five or top 10 or whatever. And that song was on so long. And I was just like, oh, I don't want to hear this yeah. song anymore. Yeah, sometimes they overstay their welcome, don't they? So Vanessa Williams sang the theme for Pocahontas, Colors of the Wind. I had forgotten about this, but it was the number, the number seven song. In 95. I love wow. 95, Pocahontas. Oh, yeah. yeah now here's, talk about an annoying song. Hootie and the Blowfish only want to be with you. Can't stand it. <laughs> I honestly, like, every time you say a song, like, it pops into my head. <laughs> I, I don't know. What, what do you guys have thoughts on Hootie? I, I don't get it. I don't get the it. The only thing Don't I like love it. about that song is that on Ted, they made fun of that song. And he was like, <laughs> A-I-O-U. <laughs> and in Friends, Monica made out with a blowfish. Right. When go to the concert. The blowfish. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Because they went to the concert. Okay, I can tell you that episode. Yep. So that yep. episode was when, like, some friends had money and some friends didn't and it was awkward like they went out to dinner and, and Phoebe got like a little salad and they tried to put the bill six ways and she was like what the fuck like I only got like a salad and she got mush and they got to pay this mush and then yeah and then like Ross or somebody it was Joy Roger just Chandler just got this tiny little pizza <laughs> yeah I think don't yeah no um, and then someone had tickets and they didn't want to take charity and then they went to the Hootie and the Blowfish concert it was, I think it was yeah. Chandler. Something like that. Yeah. That, yeah. That's a blowfish. Oh my God. <laughs> I remember that one. I know. <laughs> I very, very vividly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do, even though this might be one that annoys people, the number nine song is Run Around by Blues Traveler. I like that song. I did. Yeah. It's like a different song. I liked Blues I Traveler, but John Popper's crazy. So is he the main guy? Is that who yeah. he is? Who's he? John Popper, he's the okay. singer and the he plays a harmonica and you know. Yeah, he, I mean he has a very interesting look to yeah. him. Yeah. So. But he's crazy. like he's a gun toter, like total just woo out there. 
That doesn't surprise yeah. me based on how I think you got kicked off a plane like for having a gun. Oh, really? Yeah, like recently, like in the last five years. Okay. Well, you know, <laughs> he was also, uh, th- there was an episode of Roseanne where Blues Traveler was mm-hmm. like playing. Yeah. And Dan was in the band. That. Yeah, and Jackie thought that the song was about her. <laughs> <laughs> you know, really uh, Okay, you guys, the number 10 song is like my childhood wrapped or adolescent. It is like one of the best songs ever made, and it's sort of ridiculous. I got five on it by Lunas. Oh gosh, do you? Go, I got five <laughs> on it. It's literally a song about sharing a bag of weed. Yes, but it's so good. Do you guys like this? This is like us in Nebraska. Like I grew up in. Like we, this was it. We loved this. <laughs> Everybody was smoking weed to that song. Well, I don't know. Yeah, probably, but like. <laughs> We probably didn't even realize the words. It was just like the beat. I don't know. I like. <laughs> I don't think I was on... listening to I Got Five Line in 1995, 100. But in college, like at Anthony, yeah, yeah. Nothing, oh, for sure. Yes. That's college when parties. that song was like, that's where it kind of hit me like, at that era in my life. Same. I feel like same. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. hilarious. <laughs> about everything i freaking love that song okay <laughs> news and event before we get into the movie again this is september 1995 the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Museum opens in Cleveland, Ohio. I sort of assumed that it opened way before 1995. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. The magazine George premieres, the you know, the magazine published by JFK Jr., also RIP. I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, the O.J. Simpson trial was in September of 1995 was it i feel like that was like 93 but hey the trial (laughs) began the trial yeah you know oh man Bob, don't equip you must know man that was one like literally america was watching that trial on tv i remember hearing some little girl like i was i was what were we like in a doctor's office somebody went to the doctor and we're in a doctor's office and there was a little girl who was like eight talking about it with grownups. And I was just like, this is weird. Cause I wasn't paying attention to that, but I was like, why does this little eight year old know? Cause she was like, they were talking about Kato Kalin and him, you know, uh-huh. staying in the guest house. And this little girl, they were like, Oh, what's his name? What's she was like, it's Kato. And I was just like, why does this little girl have True crime fan. Go to school, True little girl. Also, do you, I don't remember this, but the American pop singer China Phillips from Wilson Phillips mm-hmm. weds American actor William, a.k.a. Billy Baldwin. Of course. I feel like he was like the cute one. I feel like I remember him being like the better looking one. I had a crush Baldwin. on Stephen Baldwin in the 90s. He's kind of strange looking, but yeah, I can see it. In the 90s. Because, you know, he was the blonde mm-hmm. one. I feel like he was the like the bad one. So, of course, I had a crush on yeah. bad boys. 
So, I was, yeah. Full it's, circle, his daughter's married to Justin Bieber, right? William Baldwin's Stephen daughter? Baldwin. Yeah, oh, no, no, Stephen Baldwin. No, Stephen. Is it Stephen? Hayley I don't Baldwin. think yeah. it's Stephen. Yeah. And he's like a a, a, a oh. minister or like super religious now or something. And yeah. Stephen uh-huh. is? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> so aside from Tu Wong Fu, which was actually the number one movie at the box office at this time. Okay. It better have been. Yeah. The other big movie releases, Mortal Kombat, Dangerous Minds, as we talked about, Seven. Man, I remember William Baldwin was in Seven. He was? Well, no, not you know what I was thinking? Slither. Oh, similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, who was really, who, who was slither i don't know why that popped into my head yeah okay similar i feel like yeah a walk in the clouds which i was that like a romantic comment or romance with keanu i feel like maybe the prophecy the usual suspects desperado showgirls and babe those were the big movies okay, okay. ladies as you know, my this season of Retromade is focused on Kurt Russell and Patrick Swayze, who I have called the ultimate everyman. I used to confuse you guys them haven't... when I was little. Oh, my uh, God. Oh, my God. I, I used to think they oh were my the God. same person. I'm going to die. Okay. Well, first, okay, we're going to come back to my first <laughs> question because my second question about die, I might have to make a clip of that <laughs> because I think they look like... <laughs> Yeah, this... <laughs> and I. So, do you think they look like? I did. You know, when I was younger, I I really did. I was like, oh, that's Kurt Russell. It was Patrick Swayze. Oh, that's Patrick Swayze. It was Kurt Russell. Like my mom always had to correct me because I literally thought they were the same person. Brandy, <laughs> you have now become my favorite person. <laughs> you know what it is? Again, I think listeners are going to get sick of me saying this, but it's girls see it and men have a harder time seeing it. What do you think, Sunny? Do you think they look alike? Honestly, I don't think I've ever gotten confused or thought looked similar like that never (laughs) crossed my mind before (laughs) she's like no (laughs) but thinking about it now don't you think they have similar features and all maybe young kurt russell because now i think of older kurt russell oh yeah no think of like 80s 90s overboard kurt russell yes yeah 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 yeah. And they had the same hair, like, for a minute. They did, and they, like, you know, like, they're tough guys with hair. Yeah. And, yeah. You know. Jaw, real strong jaw, nice bone structure. Mm-hmm. Okay. I sure. feel like or I Kurt know. Russell might be a little prettier than Patrick Swayze, but Pat, Patrick Swayze's more rugged looking. But they look the same. <laughs> Thank you, Brandy. I'm going to abstain. I'm not even going to vote. I'm going to abstain. Okay. <laughs> Well, okay, do you, outside of that, then, do you guys have any particular thoughts or fandom about either one of them that you would like to share? I like Kurt Russell. I mean, I R.I.P. Patrick Swayze. You know, I liked him when, when he was here. Like, I, I watched Ghost, and, you know, he opened my eyes in Dirty Dancing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I like mm-hmm. Kurt Russell from Overboard and, you know, Big Trouble in Little China. I love that movie, and I love him and Goldie Hawn's, like, their relationship so i really like him like them both you know yeah i don't i don't think they look like (laughs) that's fair that's fair oh my gosh that's hilarious so um point break Mm -hmm. i was like because he had that kurt russell had that scruff 
I mean, see, I just called him Kurt Russell. Do you Russell, mean Patrick, Patrick Swayze? Yeah. <laughs> Had that scruffy, you know, that surfer guy look. And I was just like, ew. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about like, that. Oh. Keanu was in there, too. Yeah, he You was. like a blonde, don't you, Brandy? You seem to like the blonde dude. I used to like the blonde dudes back when I was okay. a teenager. Yes, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I did. <laughs> It's so funny. The reason I say that is because I don't. And so, like, point break, I was like, well, I don't really dig the blonde on Patrick. But, I mean, he still looked. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah he's like it, the way he carried that surfboard and he was walk like that the scene where they're walking away from the van. And he's like telling Keanu Reeves, you know, you need to. You need to, like, you know, bring it or whatever they said. You know, I was just like, oh, OK. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the tan where they where they wore their pants, how they were low, and then that's how they got figured out by the tans, right? Oh, like, yeah, tan lines. Yeah, you're tan, right. Tan lines. I was like, yeah, those tan lines. Are <laughs> <laughs> those tan lines. Uh, well, thank you, ladies. Okay, now let's uh, let's get into the movie. To Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. PG-13 movie. It is a 6.7 on IMDb. That's it? And I think that's pretty good, though, because uh, in doing this show, most things are like six or sevens. Mm. Like, it's really, if something is an eight, it's like the most outstanding movie ever. Mm. You know? I feel like I there's only a few movies that are in the nines, and it's like the Godfather type oh, stuff, yeah, you know? Okay. So the director is Beban Kidron, who I had not, I was unfamiliar with her. She is a baroness, apparently. Oh, okay. And she's most known for directing the TV miniseries Oranges Are Not the Only Fruit and a lot of other like TV movies and stuff. Also, Bridget Jones, The Edge of Reason, which I did not see. Yeah, that one wasn't that great. Okay. You love Bridget Jones. Too, I did. Right? I love, yeah, absolutely. Bridget Jones. Oh, amazing. really? Let's see. The writer is Douglas Carter Bean, and this is his only really well-known credit. The music is by Rachel Portman. She's an English English composer known for the Storytellers TV series, but she was nominated for Oscars for her scores for The Cider House Rules and Chocolat. So that's oh, Rachel Portman. Now the cast. Obviously, we have our Patrick Swayze playing Vita. I wanted to point Vita out Bohem. that. Oh, Vita Bohem, yes. <laughs> I wanted to point out that the film critic Gene Siskel, in his review of this movie, he actually predicted an Oscar nom for our man Swayze okay. for his performance. He did not get an Oscar nom for this, but <laughs> I just wanted to point that out. And then we have Wesley Snipes playing Noxima Jackson, <laughs> and then Noxie. Like they I just like the Your auntie Noxie. <laughs> yes. John Leguizamo as Chi Chi. Chi Chi Rodriguez. And apparent apparently this role was written specifically for him. Oh, that's awesome. And that's awesome. He was such a cute little Latin girl. Yes, he was. He did, Latin, whatever. Little Latin boy in drag. No, he Yeah, little Latin boy. He in was drag. working it. Like the way he was walking, like just I was like, they they worked hard. <laughs> yeah, they acted their asses off and like really brought. Agreed. Well, they d- well, so both John Leguizamo, to your point, and Patrick Swayze were uh, nominated for Golden Globes. Okay, for their roles in this movie. 
And then Stockard Channing, what plays Carol Ann. And that name might sound familiar because she was Rizzo in Greece. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. me some Stockard Channing. Mm-hmm. She is good. Whatever happened to her? I feel like we don't see her anymore. She was on, what was it? One of those president shows. Oh, okay. One, one you of know, one of those shows about the president. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Blythe Danner um, plays Beatrice. And, you know, she is Gwyneth Paltrow's mom. But I remember her most. She played Will's mom in Will and Grace. Yes, she did. And she's also in Meet the Parents. That's who Blythe Danner is. Perlis Howard plays Virgil. I didn't really recognize him. He played um, Private Cowboy in Full Metal Jacket and Lindroff in Tequila Sunrise. So those are his like notable roles. But I most I recently watched The Killer with Michael Fassbender on Netflix. It's like a new movie out on Netflix. I haven't seen And he's in that. The Killer? He plays, yeah, it's like a new, I can't remember who directed it, but Michael Fassbender. It's interesting. I like it. Okay. And I'll just for Michael Fassbender. So. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. I think you'll like it. Uh, he plays the client, Claiborne, in it, in that. Jason London, one of the, I feel like he, he both he and his twin brother, Jeremy, mm-hmm. were all over like the teen yeah. in 95. The London twin. Because he, he plays Bobby Ray. And I think he's probably most known for playing uh, Randall Pink Lloyd in Dazed and Confused. Yes. And he was also in Man in the Middle with Reese Witherspoon. He was court. Oh, Good call. <laughs> I still love that movie. <laughs> I, I feel like I've only seen it the one time. Watched it a lot. And then let's see. Michael Vartan is Chris, also in that movie. He is a young Michael mm-hmm. Vartan and he plays one of the like super creepy townspeople, like mm-hmm. predatory. Yep. He's the one that knocks he, he grabs his wiener and he's like, else? and grabs him and he's like, now when you speak to a lady, <laughs> puts. Puts him in his yes. place, indeed. Uh, Chris Penn mm. plays Sheriff Dollard, <laughs> and he's um, Dollard. He's in Footloose. Yeah, Dollard. It's Dollard. Well, it says Dollard. It says Dollard. It's a misprint. Um, he's known. He plays. He's in. He's Willard in Footloose, mm-hmm. and he's also in True Romance and Reservoir Dogs. Also, R.I.P. R.I.P. Chris Penn. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Melinda Dillon plays Myrna, and she is Oscar-nominated for her roles in Close Encounters of the Third Kind and Absence of Malice. She was also the mom in Harry and the Hendersons and A Christmas Story. That's who Melinda Dillon is. That was Myrna. Oh, my gosh. Beth Grant plays Loretta, and she's a super familiar character actress as well. Mm -hmm. She has 250 credits. Yeah, she was in A Time to Kill. Oh, yeah. That's right. She was. was like, oh. And she, she was in speed. She was, she's been in a lot of things. She wasn't. Yep. She, yeah. 250 credits. Like she's in a ton of stuff. She was in the Mindy Project. She ha- like is a, has a recurring character role there too. And then uh, also the character actress, Alice Drummond. She plays Clara. And y'all will not- notice her most from Ace Ventura. She plays Mrs. Finkel. She makes the cookies. Laces out. Laces out like she's like a crazy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Alrighty then. <laughs> I love Ace Ventura. And then we also have RuPaul in this. He plays Rachel Tensions and Julie Mo- Newmar as herself. 
And then we get a couple of uh, cameos. Naomi Campbell. Did you guys see her? Did you guys notice Naomi Campbell? Mm. I don't remember her. She's a girl at the China Bowl. And she says to Wesley's character, I wish I could be as pretty as oh, you. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. And he was like, don't we all or something? Yeah, which is hilarious because Wesley Snipes is the ugliest woman, <laughs> right? Uh, and Robin Williams cameo as John Jacob Jill, Jingle Hammer Schmidt. Yeah. His name is my name too. He was really good. I his character was really good. I thought yeah. he was in. He was smooth. He was out. Like that's you know what yeah. that character. That was the first time I noticed that he was so hairy. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, yeah, he is hairy. All his hair is out. I was just like. Oh, he's <laughs> super hairy. <laughs> Didn't he is, he is. That's funny that that's. Yep, he sure is. <laughs> uh, the budget for this was thirty million, and it grossed forty-seven point eight million. Yeah. So, ladies, what are your? Do you have any favorite scenes? Overall impressions? Mm. I have lots of favorite scenes. You can go first. One of my favorite scenes is the scene where they they're at the pullover because she she's being. A brat, and uh-huh, so they're like uh-huh. about, they take away his, her princess points, ah, uh, and she's in there talking, to her, talking. You two that have stuck up with that. And it's just like, oh my god, <laughs> they are crazy. Good impression. And then she's like, good impression. You say stuck in this car like Mary Jo Peckney, and I was just like, oh my god. And then I didn't know, of course, because I was young and had no idea about mm-hmm. you know the kennedy story and all that stuff but i was, mm-hmm. I was like who the heck is that and i asked my mom I was like who is mary jo Capetney? and she didn't know and then you know a few years ago that whole chapaquitic movie comes out and that's the name and i was like oh they're referencing that in tu wong fu what so yeah it's just you know crazy yeah. yeah that is a good scene she like i love her little oh my gosh she she plays such a good chi chi <laughs> like her yeah, he's like, you're not a drag queen, you're a boy in a dress. <laughs> and I'm just, then... I'm just a boy in a dress. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fine, you can be a drag princess. Okay, man. That works for me. That's much better than a queen. Younger. <laughs> Younger. Um, yeah. Speaking of which, so Patrick Swayze was around, like, I think I want to say, like, 42 at the filming of this, which is crazy because I'm 42. Okay. Wow. Yeah, and, but the, but... Wesley and John are both like 10 years younger than them. Hmm. Just for, oh. just for they're the same funny. age. Wow. Approximately, like they're like a year difference. Yeah, I would have thought John was younger. younger yeah. But Wesley. No. My favorite scene has to be like with the girl when they uh-huh. go into the vintage shop and then they just turn it out and they find <laughs> yes. the clothes. And Wesley has the French skirt. And she's like, give it, give it. He's like, Oh, she, this, this is for me. This is my pain. <laughs> I, I love that scene where they're coming out and they're strutting their stuff and then Stockard Channing's across the street watching them. And At then the Virgil, her husband, is a jerk. He comes in and he's Making fun of her dancing. I, making fun of her. Like, abuse is not funny. Period. But the way they, they shot that scene with the ladies having a good time and then you know, her watching, wanting to be there, and, you know, then the husband comes in and ruins. <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> that is, like, my favorite scene, just for some reason. I love that scene. Well, there's a lot of, to that point, there are a fair number of, like, mini montages in this movie yeah. that are all kind of fun. Like, that's, 
their little fashion show. They get their hair. They all get made over. And then the 60s clothes. Then there's the room makeover little mm-hmm. montage. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the neighbors yeah. are watching. Just like, like, close the blinds. You guys don't need to see what I'm doing in here. Like, Yes. What what other favorite scenes you got, Brandy? Mine like the beginning when they're doing their makeup for the show. And that song, uh-huh. Body Beautiful, I was just like, oh my God, this mm-hmm. is awesome. <laughs> they're just like, you know, they're putting their makeup on, they're putting their dresses on, doing their thing. We only see Vita and Nafsi, though. We don't get to see Chi getting mm-hmm. ready for the, the contest or whatever, the drag show. Well, because she she's not as right. like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's running across she, the street. <laughs> with her wig, with her wig <laughs> on the doll. She's a little more like broken down drag queen. Yeah, exactly. Than, yeah. I also, so I did make note to your point, Brandy, that op- that opening scene. It's, it, the, I love that this movie like takes everything and kind of turns it on its head a little bit. So we hear it's a shower. Like it, there's, um, it's a man's world by James Brown, which is so good. And there's a man, there's somebody singing in the shower and a man mm-hmm. singing. It's a man's world in the shower. It comes out and it's Patrick Swayze and he like barely covers himself with a towel. I'm like, yes, please. Thank you for the immediate payoff. <laughs> he looks so good. I'm like, damn, you're 42. I'll take that. But then he sits down and starts making himself into a woman. It's just great. And then, yeah, the montage flitting back between him and Wesley, like all the women's, you know, I don't know. It's great putting on their their like stockings and corsets and makeup and becoming yes. women. Yeah. Cut. We cut. The chicken. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. The, um, I had to write them down because in the movie, like throughout. So, so the idea is that there's this road trip. I, 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 I've mixed, I'm mixing up like Wesley and Noxie interchangeable and Patrick and Vita interchangeable. So they win the contest and they win a trip to, so they tie and the, the prize is a trip to. A tie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How do you have a tie for a beauty? It's like a drag contest and they win a trip to Hollywood to, to compete in like the America drag pageant. And then they find this poor little drag boy in a dress. Little, 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 little lad, lad boy, boy in a dress. Yes. Look at you why that little lad boy in drag is crying. <laughs> Little Latin boy So they go on this road trip, right? Yes. And throughout, there's they're trying to, they make John Leguizamo, Chi-Chi. Um, he's like, why can't I be a drag queen? Well, we'll make you into one by the end of this. And so there's four steps to becoming a drag queen or for, for true queenliness or whatever. Mm-hmm. He totally and makes it, up. He's like, <laughs> on the, he's like on well, the what spot. are they? Uh, yeah. Or, You'll you'll know them. We'll when we get to them, we'll tell you that you've made them. So they are got one. The first step is God grant the serenity to accept being a boy in a dress, the courage to change with the fashions, and the wisdom to know the difference, which is amazing. Two is ignore adversity. Three is generosity, putting someone else's needs before your own, abide by the rules of love. And four, larger than life is just the right side. Um, I like when. Chi-Chi gets her second point, which she avoids adversity when she goes into the hotel because, like, she's just like, tired. Like, I'm not going to be on the con. Just walks in, and they happen upon a women's basketball league <laughs> meeting. So they were like, oh, welcome, ladies. Of course you guys are here. No problem. <laughs> and, and Wesley's 
playing basketball with those women. <laughs> oh, I like, like that. When he is <laughs> just throws in line a, a, a layup on them and just like blows <laughs> and then he like does a cheerleader <laughs> kick Cheer- a la white men can't jump right right like yes yes oh my another gosh another thing that reminded me of white men can't jump is the over the top uh like stereotypical accent that she she has first of all i loved it but it's sort of it reminded me of like a cheap version of gloria <laughs> From mm-hmm. White Men Can't Jump, like Rosie Perez. Oh, okay. okay. I really liked it. I love, he really played it up. And I, I was there for it. There, I, I, watching it again, of course, just watching their asses off in those roles. I felt like it was seamless. There wasn't even thing that I was watching. And I was just like, no, like they were very feminine. No. And the way walk the way they talk but um i felt like it was well done i agree the voices that's where my brain my brain goes all all over the place but i hadn't seen this since probably 95 Mm -hmm. or 90 you know so watching it the other day i was like oh my god the voices like especially patrick swayze he's got a very deep voice get your hand off my dick (laughs) (laughs) aside from that part (laughs) He's like, please tell me who this Latin boy. Is. You know, he ha- he comes with a, and then, yeah. Oh my God, that <laughs> actually, there's a bit of trivia. So the 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 point that Brandy is referencing, <laughs> listeners, is he is about to get raped by Chris Penn's character, the sheriff. Sheriff Dullard. <laughs> and uh, yeah, puts his hand up his dress, and he like throws him to the ground, and they think he they kill him. Right. Yeah, they thought he was dead. That was like he was not thrown that hard. <laughs> no like he shit. just he hit the ground and he just died. Like he stopped <laughs> from a push. And maybe because maybe you know, Vita him. is so strong, because Vita is so strong, you know. He was there until the next morning. He didn't wake up at all through the he night. Like out. he thought he was in he bed sleeping. <laughs> when I was watching it, I actually wrote a note. I'm like, really? He died? Because I didn't remember <laughs> what happened. Nope, he didn't. But still, yeah. there were three of them, <laughs> and there were boys, and there were. <laughs> I just thought that was. Hilarious. And one of them was didn't, black. One of them was black, and they were like, "Okay, Sheriff Dollar." <laughs> he was like, "I'm gonna bring them back here because they're gonna see when you look up their dresses." I don't know. <laughs> he had a hair up his butt for sure. That the point about get your get your hand off my dick, buddy. <laughs> he. Patrick Swayze, <laughs> before filming the scene where that happens, Patrick secretly placed a corn cob down the front uh, of his underwear. Uh, 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 so, so Chris Penn's expression of shock upon putting his hand up Swayze's dress was not fake. He was like, "What the? Fuck? That's all." Oh my know. gosh, he put a corn, corn cob, cob in his pants. That's mm-hmm. funny. Not even a cucumber, <laughs> a corn cob. Because he's a corn not- cob. Well, they were in Nebraska, y'all. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. This Is that filmed- where they were? They were in Nebraska. Yes. Yes, which I took special note of because I'm originally from Nebraska. Uh, not from oh. that kind of a town, though. <laughs> what's the town? I mean, what's Virginia, right? <laughs> no, you're, you're far from it. He's like, oh, yeah. That guy, where do you think we are? Well, that guy back there only had two teeth. So I guess we're in West Virginia. <laughs> West Virginia? <laughs> it's a great way to assume where you are. Mm-hmm. Stereotyping people. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of, like, this... This movie, it's like over the top, like on purpose. They everything is a stereotype, including like the townspeople. But 
um, the people, I was taken aback. I don't know about you guys, but like the people in this town, I mean, I know it was played up for the campiness, but what did you, like the sheriff is like, we don't like white girls palling around with N-words and spits. Yeah. Yeah, it was Like, do you think someone would say that? 95 or yeah is it just played up it depends on where they, where depends, you are yeah depending right on where you are that, absolutely in this type of a town and like, i guess it's like that's where we are this type of town right. don't say it, hey. in, um, and again it's 95 and yes exactly and then that, he also tries to like the same officer tries to rape you know yeah he's a racist and a rapist <laughs> what <Yeah>. you're <laughs> a shitty person yeah period you're just a shitty Backwoods person. There's shitty people out there. They don't have any you know? any Ugh. oversight, any morals, none of that. They just think they can do whatever they want. And then the hillbilly townies that also try, they're like rapey. rapey. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, mean, I would have been like, what? Teaching oh the first like, hey, oh. hey, what's up? But talking, 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 realizing like she's walking into a setup. <laughs> it was it was a little uncomfortable. I just Very like, uncomfortable. Oh my God. She gets saved by Jason London's character. That's how you pick and up a lady. Yeah. Then so. Blythe Danner, her character, actually, like, her crush is, uh, I forget his name, um, ba- uh, Billy? No, Joseph Joe. What was- Jimmy Joe. Jimmy Joe. Jimmy Joe. Oh, the mechanic guy? She calls. No, he's the, like, he, has he the runs cafe. the, okay. the, he cafe, runs the, the restaurant. restaurant. Yeah. And she likes him, like, romantically likes him, but calls him colored. Oh, he yeah. He's the nicest colored man that I've ever seen or I, that you could ever know or something like that. Yeah. It's a little icky because that's, that's how they would refer to people of color. Colored man, you know? But, like, she likes something. him. It's, yeah, it's, she it's thinks just, it's like, appropriate. Wild. Yeah. 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 She, she said that's the polite way to say black. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and they're like all the stereotypes. Again, I think some of it was played up for campiness and like also to kind of like make fun of this backwoods type town. But it, it w- yeah. There, yeah. Like there was a lot of things, like even the jokes that Leslie Sykes was making towards Chief, which was yeah, yeah. kind of inappropriate. He's like, look at her. She's running like she's running for what she's crossing the border. Yeah. You know, like just talking a bunch of stuff. And I was just like, like, that's some incident. <laughs> lots of stuff i mean i know again on this show we talk about it's like really hard to place today's standards on things made back in the day right. but we see it like it's interesting how and like just even how wesley was like explaining the differences between the different types of trans but the words that he uses are not appropriate terms that we would use today you know right yeah right yeah exactly yeah it was i found that really trans- interesting thank you like wow yeah. do we use that yeah well there's a difference because transvestite is actually a, a man a straight man mm-hmm. who just wears dresses does not identify and as that's a woman, what he says wears yeah. dresses so yeah. yeah it is it's appropriate because they're not actually okay. transgender they just put on the clothes but they don't and he's like and if you're a gay man who just has way too much style for one gender you're a drag queen or something like that <laughs> yeah when a tired little latin boy Put some in a dress. <laughs> Is a boy in a dress. Is a boy in a dress. <laughs> oh. Was okay. So I also loved again stereotypes, but each lady, each of our girls, has their own very specific aura style. Like Wesley, aka Noxie. I feel like she is just like this over the top, like 
diva, fabulous, flashy, you know, everything all the time. Patrick is like the like classy old money. Southern belle. Yeah. Rich lady. Yeah. And And her uh, Sunday best. How would you best describe Chi Chi? Like very stereotype, cheap tartlet, like. Yeah, Latina like a, like a fast story. girl on the corner. Yeah, yeah, like a a a a, a hot tamale, as they say. <laughs> that, that's good. I like that. I'm not um, saying streetwalker, but uh, like a hot like, tamale. You know, short short skirts, mm-hmm. low cut tops. You know, short mm-hmm. shirt. Yeah, heels. Uh, like she had a stripper shoes. The shoe that was left, it was oh, a yeah. stripper shoe. Excuse mm-hmm. me, ladies who didn't. That was the stripper clear. Shoe. They're still stripper yeah, shoes. They're still, they're still clear yeah, yeah, platform yeah. heels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I loved how Vita kicks Virgil's ass because he's a freaking wife beater, mm-hmm. like a vile. I don't know. What did you? Well, speaking of him, at the end, are we? What are we meant to believe happens between him and Caroline? His wife. Maybe. I think they no. stay together. And he continues his behavior and nothing changes in that in that capacity because she didn't put his bags out. But he drove away. So I was like, what? Maybe he's going he to get ran therapy. Away with the, <laughs> yeah, like, maybe he just needed an ass yeah, right. kicking and he got, got that ass kick. And But Vita asked her to come with him, Carol Ann, to go with them. Leave your children <laughs> and come with them. <laughs> And she's like, oh, like, what does that look like? Like, that's strange. She's, she basically says, yeah, but if I didn't have these girls to raise, I kind of would yeah. love to. Yeah. Maybe she comes back with a tough wife. Like, I will, put, put I will throw hot grits on you. <laughs> yeah. Just stay in line, Virgil. I don't know. I don't know. Like, she didn't really see him when he looked at her. She just like, she's like, yeah, I see you. Her nose is turned. Tur- yeah. yeah. There you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I would like to believe that he changed. He's no longer a wife beater, but history tells us yes, otherwise. I think. Exactly. But yeah. so Sheriff isn't dead, and he's on this um, like venge tour, and everyone makes fun of him. You know, again, that's like another stereotype. Oh, you got you got attacked by a bunch of women. He's like, they were boys in a dress, <laughs> and he eventually meets up. He finds them all in this town. Uh, and they're at the strawberry social, right? So he outs the girls and they're afraid, you know, of the repercussions of that. But massively surprisingly so, the whole town just now finds out that they're men in drag. But like, amazingly, they all stand up for the girls. I'm a drag queen. Yeah. <laughs> he was disgusted. Jared Dollar was just like disgusted by black folk. That was the vibe I got. Anytime he felt like someone black, he's he was like i'm a drag queen right here his face was like oh like just like disgust but i was like like, he doesn't like anybody that's not a white cis person man right you know he doesn't like women either yeah yeah true he's just weird but i i did was like of course it's a happy ending because the town supports them anyway and they're probably like hey like these people changed our town we like them they're cool they're not bad people we have the opportunity to know them so let's you know 
protect our town, protect our our friends, our drag queen, our drag, our yeah, drag queen, protect them. <laughs> our drag they, queen. They brought what they brought so much excitement to this like other yeah. You know, these townspeople like were shown like their lives are really quite dull and yeah, they kind of shook it up for them. Yeah, they did. Yeah, but I mean, it's a movie, obviously, and it is it is can't like the whole movie is campy. Like, obviously, that would not happen in real life, but right, um, they'd probably be coming with their pitchforks if that were if it were a real life in in this type of town. But so then the girls they say their heartfelt goodbyes. They drive off in their old timey yellow convertible Cadillac, and then we cut to Hollywood. At the at the America pageant, and mm-hmm. Chi Chi wins. Her face was giving. Everything was giving before, like the off color um, yeah, foundation. Like, like she looked like a like, ghost. I should, I should find a foundation that better matches pale. my skin tone. Right, but she gave it all, and I was like, "Oh, that walk!" Mm. And I was like, "Ooh!" I was like, "Yes, Queen, yes." And she you know. she's all classy now. So she she did graduate she had an eliza doolittle moment yes <laughs> and julie newmar that's where she comes in mm-hmm. presents the crown so yeah. that's the ending yeah <laughs> it it was i thought it was like so much fun and i did not realize i was like what is the title like the title of this movie is weird mm-hmm. i don't know if it like super explains like what the movie is about but apparently so there's an autographed picture. Oh, and then Patrick gives the picture because he has he took the frame from the China Bowl. He gives it to Carol Ann, like as a parting gift to remember him, her by. And apparently the title comes, the author, Douglas Carter Bean. He saw that picture on the wall of that actual restaurant in oh, the Mideast. That's awesome. So, yeah. And he was probably like, who's Wang Fu? Wang we, still, we still don't know who Wang Fu is. Yeah, Thanks. nobody knows who Wang Fu is. Yeah. I guess Wang Fu is the owner of the restaurant. Maybe it's called food. the China Bowl. Yeah, to Wong Fu. The China Bowl, Thanks yeah. Thanks for everything. Thanks for the food. Julie Newmar. Yeah. Yeah. It could be. And then Patrick Swayze, he's like, oh, hang on. Someone is listening in on this conversation. <laughs> oh, Julie Newmar. <laughs> I, I know, because I'm super into bone structure. And like in the opening scene, I bear, I was like, damn, Patrick Swayze's got great bone structure. Like his jaw and his, I was like, oh. I I love him. I think he's like, you know, like of a human man, one of the most. He's perfect. Like yeah, a little bit. Like what, I have like about five of those and he's one of them. He's one of the people that the so, aliens should have should have abducted when they had their opportunity. Yeah. To yeah, study yeah, yeah. humans. Yeah. Making the clothes. He's a perfect specimen. He kind of is. I'm like a big fan. I read his book and everything. Like he's a, he's really spectacular anyway. He apparently earned the role. Like he was the last person like a bunch of people auditioned for the role of Vita. He earned the role apparently um, by improvised, improvising a 30 minute monologue um, that was inspired by the bullying that he suffered as a boy studying ballet in Texas. He was a dancer. He was a dancer. Yeah. 30 minute monologue. Wow. Yes. yes. And somewhere, somewhere else I read, yeah, the director said that it was his walk that ultimately like persuaded her to give him the role and they he was like let me let me put on he had his his team of people do him up make him up as a woman he's like let's like go out on the town like walk with me around town and see if i can pass as a woman mm-hmm. the way he walked and he did he had that like very graceful he he's a dancer so he has like a graceful nature to him 
Mm-hmm. And so apparently that's what sealed the deal. Nice. For him. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, that's right. Do you have any guesses for some of the other actors that auditioned for, for some of the ladies? Kurt Russell. <laughs> no. No, but he did dress up in, in drag in Tango and Cash. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Sylvester Stallone. Oh, my gosh. You know I who I get confused? Hang on. Yeah. I used to get Mel Gibson in Kurt Russell because when Mel oh. Gibson was in, like, Lethal Weapon, the Lethal uh-huh. Weapon movies, I feel mm-hmm. like... Was that Mel Gibson? The one yes. Movie? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You confused them, really? And I got maybe them kind of confused. Mm. I mean, I can see, like, in the same category of actor, but... No. No. See, because Kurt Russell's very handsome. <laughs> <laughs> and I do not think that Mel Gibson is at all. <laughs> Plus, he's kind of a shitty guy. He is yeah. a shitty guy. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I, I didn't see anybody else for Wesley Snipes. But for Vita... Oh, actually, Mel Gibson. Speaking of Mel Gibson, he f- briefly flirted with the idea of playing Vita. Yeah. One of the um, let me see. Who, who do I think what audition? Yeah, Richard Gere. No, I don't. I don't know like Richard Gere. Back in the '90s, it has to be a '90s. Thing. Yeah, '90s, '90s, '90s. Think. I don't know if you'll guess them, honestly. Tell us, Katie, please tell us. Well, one of them we talked about, William Baldwin, William Baldwin. was one of them. Okay. Robert Downey Jr. I can see that. I can see Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, I can too. I can he did too. a lot of a lot of. We call it not risky, but like a lot of you know roles oh, that were like yeah pushing the envelope at at that time. Yeah. Um, Controversial. There you go. Thank you. Controversial mm-hmm. roles. Mm-hmm. Words. Uh, Gary Oldman. Really? Yeah, I I did read somewhere like he thought about it, but then he was like, no, I don't want to do all the like makeup because he was just coming off Dracula and like having to do With like Keanu hours Reeves. and hours of being made up crossover people. Yeah. Okay. Matthew Broderick, James Spader, John Cusack. Yeah, I don't see that at all. Interesting. Yeah. Robert Sean Leonard, who I don't know who that is. Robert Sean Leonard is black. Maybe he's not. He's he's from Save the Last Dance. Isn't that him? Oh, no, he would have been way too. You're thinking of Sean. His name is, he's too young, right? Yeah, he would be, I guess. He would have been too young. Who the hell is Robert Sean Leonard? (laughs) Willem Dafoe, John Turturro, Matt Dillon. John Turturro. I would love to see John Turturro as a drag queen. Yeah. Some of the, like, the ones, the reason why Wesley and Patrick were so, like, great is because they're both so, like, hyper-masculine. Like, it's clearly that they're not women. Both Matt Dillon and Rob Lowe and and Tom Cruise. And those three... We just talked about because I just released the Outsiders episode, and all three of those guys were in the Outsiders. Hey, um, yeah, Tom Cruise never. Johnny Depp, I can totally see he would have been pretty. I can see him being a pretty woman. Yeah, yeah, Johnny Depp. But he was, he was, and like, also yeah, old enough. I don't think Johnny Depp yeah. he wasn't old been, enough at that yeah. time. Yeah, at that time, yeah, he would have been pretty young. Same with Rob Lowe and Matt Dillon, though. Now that I'm. Mm-hmm thinking about it robin williams also but he ended up having a, a cameo right yeah and it, it's better that way 
Yeah. <laughs> and Vigo, Vigo Mortensen, actually. Here, that was the Vigo. last one. Vigo. Interesting. I love him. Interesting. Hey, I think that would have been pretty good, too, because he's very, like, manly man. Mm -hmm. I like him a lot. Yeah. He was Master Chief. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Chichi Rodriguez, did you guys know that there's a golfer, apparently, with that same name? Yeah, and he was pissed. Yeah, like a whole lawsuit and mm -hmm. everything. Because he was, he felt like it was he, making fun of him. Nope, well, he didn't want to be, he like didn't want to be linked to a gay character who dresses in drag. He felt like that harmed his reputation. It has nothing to do with you, sir. Oh my God. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Narcissist. Yeah. The town that we see in the movie, Snydersville, I think is what they, what it is in the movie. Um, so a lot of the film was shot on location in a, a number of locations in Nebraska, including Lincoln and Omaha. I lived in Omaha for 12 years. Mm -hmm. um, but the little town is Loma, which I am from Nebraska. I've never even heard of it. Apparently, it's like a tiny town about 30 minutes, 30 miles from Lincoln. And it still has a mural on the side of the building currently that says welcome to snydersville from this movie oh wow, oh, wow. I wonder, do, do, are they maintaining it do they repaint it every however often or is i it all have no and... idea i'm gonna guess no <laughs> i'm sure I like don't. i'm sure it's a tourist attraction i'm sure yeah it's like it has to true be. good point yeah something's got to bring people to small like these little small towns <laughs> loma yeah Swayze gave out tiffany and company makeup compacts as gifts to all the drag queens that he had gotten to know during the production, like the people that were like helping them get in character and then all the extras and stuff. I thought that okay. was really yeah, nice. That's really nice. Great. So John Leguizamo had to slim down for his role. And I thought this was funny because I'm vegan and you're vegetarian, aren't you, Sonny? Yeah. He says John Leguizamo went on a vegetarian diet Six months before shooting in order to lose muscle mass to appear more spelt and feminine. I just think that's funny because there's vegan bodybuilders and stuff like, but whatever. I feel and he probably, honestly, when I first like danced with vegetarianism, I was really playing the line of vegan and didn't realize it because I was mm. staying away from dairy and cheese and yeah. stuff. And when a man changes anything, like their diet and they stop eating X, Y, and Z, they just Shed weight and stuff. Oh. So, especially yeah. a man yeah, in his twenties, hoped... which he was at that time. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. I know. I I was vegetarian for like ever since I was like twelve, and then you know, like ten years ago, I finally was like, I'm gonna fully go vegan. And I was, I had all, I was like, sweet, I'll lose some weight. Nope, did not lose any weight. Just <laughs> 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 like it didn't happen. <laughs> My dreams were dashed. No, <laughs> no. no. I was like trying to think if there was any other trivia I thought you guys might think was funny or interesting. Oh, well, Swayze also did talk about this in his book. That apparently it's very uncomfortable for these men to be women. Like, yeah, it's painful sometimes yes. to, to be pretty. Hello. But apparently upon completion of the film, they burned their costumes, wigs and makeup because... It took them forever every day to get into costume, and it was very uncomfortable. And they had to bind things and hide stuff. Okay, I, I I hope they not all the clothes that they wore, but I hope like, I felt like their outfits were like really good. Like 
their costume designers were well, like the wigs were fun. They burned the wig. I don't like, hey, don't do that. And <laughs> yeah, like donate it somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah something. Yeah. Man, I, I get I, it. I don't know. Yes. So you know how there was a billboard in this that had Coca Cola on it. Um, Gotta love that chichi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Instead of Coca Cola. So I knew there was a reason why I never liked McDonald's and why I have had a Diet Coke addiction for like my whole life. <laughs> so, so that scene, there was apparently a scene involving the drag trio dining at a McDonald's. Well. It was scrapped because McDonald's did not want to be associated with drag queen culture. We don't want no oh. drag queens in our restaurants. Whatever. Mm -hmm. McDonald's, get alive. Oh. On the other hand, Coca-Cola agreed to the product placement and a billboard is seen prominently. So go Coke! Boo McDonald's! <laughs> and with that, we must now return to present day reality until next time. Brandy, Sunny, I cannot thank you enough for joining me to relive 1995. And this groundbreaking movie, albeit pretty dated, uh, you know, by today's <laughs> standards. I would love to hear your final thoughts on the movie. And then please don't forget to tell us where we can find you. Sure. Ready to go Final thoughts on the movie. The movie. <clears throat> I feel like everybody should watch it at least once. I mean, even the men folk around here are like, just getting them to watch the Rocky Horror Picture Show is like they clutch their well, pearls. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, yeah. well, you know, this was a good one to watch. It's fun. You know, there's some mm -hmm. some masculinity going on in there. Yes, bring all the kids to watch the movie. It's fun. It's a good time. And it can be your first introduction to drag queens if you've never been, you know, Never met one, never seen one in person. Watch it on TV. Watch them on the big screen. Because RuPaul's Jack mm -hmm. Race, um, no. You got to watch Too Long Too. Period. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, I will echo that. I feel like this movie was my first dance into drag and seeing them on screen or, you know, any type of exposure. And it's a really fun movie. I, like I said, I think the actors that played the queens did a phenomenal job. It is dated in regards to like lots of things that are being said. I mean, you know, situations which are kind of scary. But I think it is a great movie and I do recommend. If you guys want to learn more about Brandy and myself and our podcast, Book of Life Podcast, you can visit us on that bookoflifepodcast.com. We're on all the social platforms on X Twitter, it's Book of Life Pod, on Instagram or Facebook, Book of Life Podcast. And if you want to do a tasty dog treat, <laughs> beautybiscuits.com, Apricot Live. And Rambo and Balboa give give their five stars to yeah. these biscuits. Yeah. Your dolls are named after Stallone characters. Oh my God. <laughs> Girl, I co host on a podcast about all about Rocky. So, yes. <laughs> Tango uh, and Cash. Yeah. There we go. Full mm -hmm. circle. I do love me some Stallone. I agree. And yes, please check out their podcast. And thank you all for listening or watching. 
please share the show with other retro junkies so we can all reminisce together. And reviews, 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 please. Until next time, be kind. Rewind.